there is a peace that passes understanding, right? There's a peace that the Prince of Peace gives us that is not like the world gives or claims to be able to give. Because it's a peace that is not just calm on the outside. It's actually calm on the inside. How many could use a little calm on the inside? I wouldn't turn away calm on the outside either. (laughs) But there is a promise that in this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. What a wonderful name it is. Amen. What a powerful name it is. So much of who we are depends on our state of mind. How we think, what we believe. And you can really kind of tell what you believe when you're faced with issues, circumstances that are challenging. Because what you really believe deep inside on a good day is going to come out on a tough day. Jay Fessman used to call it the pressure cooker, and in, in DLC, just one life in Christ, he would he would create <laughs> circumstances <laughs> that were challenging, and what rises to the top, you know, what gets squeezed out, is what's really in there. And a lot of times we can keep those things inside and we can guard them and we can uh, be careful about what comes out. But then in certain situations, you know, when you're at the end of your rope, when it seems like everywhere you turn, it's something challenging, sometimes disappointing, sometimes hurtful, then what's really down in there comes out. And I think we need to pay attention to that. I think each of us needs to take note And face the truth of where we really are and ask ourselves, am I really glad that Jesus set me free? Do I even believe that Jesus set me free? Do I believe that he's the Prince of Peace? Do I accept and receive that peace that's a gift? When we celebrate communion this morning... It is a celebration of a gift from God's right hand. And along with that gift is peace. It's about his kingdom, and Romans teaches us that, Paul in Romans, teaches us that righteousness, peace, Enjoy, or what his kingdom is about. And so when we live a life where Jesus is king, where the Prince of Peace is the king of our lives and the king of our hearts, then I think if we're not experiencing that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, which is living in the kingdom, which is how we feel, how we approach life, what makes the smile on our face, in tough times. If we're not experiencing that, then we need to ask the Lord. Because He will give it. 
If you ask, He will give. If you don't get, that means that we've asked amiss, James teaches us, right? We're asking to consume it on our own lust, which is like, it's all about me. And that is not who our God is. It's interesting, isn't it? He wants us to have the inheritance that is ours because Jesus is our brother. (laughs) He's our Lord. He's our King. He's our brother. He's our friend. He's all of the above. In this world, it's difficult to have a friendship with a king because there's that separation. But not with our king. Not with our king. In fact, he says, come on. He even says, suffer the little children to come unto me. For such is the kingdom of God. Right? Man. The Bible is so full. So full of his loving kindness. His loving kindness. From cover to cover. Amen? Amen? Of the canonized scripture. So what is our state of mind? What do we really believe? Is what we believe in our mind controlling, if you will, influencing, at least, our state of mind, our state of being, our attitudes? Practical aspects of life. How we feel. How hard we work. All these things are affected. How we get along with others. (laughs) How we get along with others. How freely we play all depend on how we think. How freely we play all these things depend on how we work. I used to think, I used to say years ago, I used to water ski when I was a little younger. (laughs) And, uh, I used to think about, you can't even enjoy water skiing. You can't enjoy a sport. You can't enjoy recreation. You can't even like enjoy vacation if you don't have a right mindset. You can do all the fun things that television <laughs> or your friends or whatever or what you think are supposed to bring you some kind of happiness, bring you some kind of joy. And not enjoy a single moment of it because our heart and our mind is far from understanding that the joy of the Lord is our joy. It's the, our joy is from the Lord. You know? And, and that all those other things are just peripheral. But if you have the joy of the Lord because of your salvation, if I have the peace of God in me, Because Jesus is there and the Holy Spirit resides. I'm in Him. And He's in me. You are in Him and He's in you. Amen? Then it doesn't matter what you're doing. (laughs) The Cadillac commercial where when you get in your car and you turn it on. Does it turn you on? No! No! 
You need to be turned on in your heart. The light needs to be on because Jesus is there, right? Amen. And I don't care what you drive. You can drive an old Peugeot like my brother gave me one time. Oh, my goodness. That was a neat car. That was a cool car. That was a cool car. It was, yeah, when it worked, it was weird with all my, uh, all my tools in it. Fred used to think, why do you drive that, that thing, you know? <laughs> I drove some wrecks once. But who cares? If Jesus is there, that's what matters. That's what matters. And if Jesus is not there, you can drive a Lamborghini and be miserable. I'd like to try it one time, though. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, no, no, drive a Lamborghini. <laughs> not being miserable. <laughs> One time we took the saw up to Knoxville to get repaired some repairs that only that only certain people have the computer software, certain anyway dealerships whatever mechanic shops, and we went up there and this place it used to be a saw dealership but since they don't make saws anymore they're not a saw dealership anymore, but they they have used like Bentleys and Rolls and Lamborghini and all this. And so you can buy a really expensive car for, for less money. It's still a big expense. It's still really expensive. I mean, even that. But the gal, the gal said, here I'm with my little sod, you know. And the gal says, oh, come on over. James is with me. Come on over. He said, he said, you know, would you like to sit in that Bentley? Man, as soon as you open the door, you can smell the leather, you know. And it's like, somebody's going to buy that little Bentley. It was a blue convertible Bentley. Oh, my goodness. It, it was beautiful. It was magnificent. It was amazing. But somebody's going to buy that thing, thinking it's going to make them happy. And guess what? It's not. It's not. It's just not. I like the, like the Lamborghini. I've got to try it. But I haven't tried to tempt Kathy, but she didn't buy it. How we view who we are, how we view who we are, our identity, how we see ourselves. Do we see ourselves according to all the advertising, all the billboards, all the, you know, stuff on Facebook and Google and what else? All these, you know, what you get tweeted and whatever those things are. Is that who you think you are? Or do you think you are who God says you are? Beloved. You know? Worth His Son. Man. Man. To have this peace from the God of peace, we need to understand who we are in His eyes. And believe it. Believe it. Believe it. You know, you might this morning, you know, somebody, a song or me or somebody you've talked to may convince you that God really feels that way about you. And on your way home, something may just, a thought come into your mind and says, you know, not really, not me. Guess where that's from? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to take that thought captive to the Lordship of Christ, meaning that it's what He says is true.
is true about that thought. And he'll probably say, you know what? That's not true because I said that I love you. I said, peace be with you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Right? So, that's what we believe. Now, it is a struggle sometimes. I know that. I know that. I experience that. The knowledge that I have of Scripture is not nearly as what many have, but I've been around it a long time. You know, I've read a, a lot. You know, and I heard my dad quote a lot. <laughs> I heard Jerry Fessburn quote a lot for a long time. I mean, like long periods of time. <laughs> And still, I have to face those thoughts. So don't feel alone when your thoughts come. Because it happens to everyone. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I have this body type that's not acceptable in our culture. I have whatever. Right? And we have to go back to the God of peace. Because that's turmoil. I mean, that's anxiety. That's pressure. All of the, all the, anybody felt that before? Any, any, I mean, just anybody, I mean, yeah. It's so good to see you, Deb. <laughs> yeah. So we take those thoughts captive. And we believe that the peace of God will come from the God of peace if we ask. If we renounce the lie and believe the truth. Maybe the lie that you believe goes back into your childhood. It could even go back into the womb. And somehow that little lie is just an inroad for the, for the devil, for Satan, for the evil one, for demons, for anything evil. You know, it could be on the television. Comes in there and it rests on that lie. It just kind of takes a seat right in that lie. And so we go back and we let the God of peace shine his light on us, on that lie by the Holy Spirit. And we say, you know what? I've believed that all my life. That's not true. That's not what God said. That may not even be what really happened. But then, when we renounce the lie and we say, no, that's a lie, and we believe the truth of God, we believe what He says about us, then it is well with our souls. Amen? Man, and we need to encourage each other in those spots. And when we're down and when we're hurting, we need to come alongside and not point fingers... But embrace. That's the way the Lord did. Zacchaeus up in the tree. You know, he says, he could have gone, you know what? You are a sorry tax collecting thief. And would have been right. But what did he do? He said, I'm going to go to your house. What? Did you see did you see who Jesus with the lunch with today? Oh my goodness. But he embraced him with grace 
and truth. He told him he'd stolen. Right? I mean, he knew. I mean, he, he was convicted. I'm assuming y'all know most of these stories. I, I, maybe some of you don't, but um, I love the fact that Jesus embraces us like that. That God the Father embraces the Holy Spirit comforts us. That in, even in conviction, there's the hope. I mean, how perfect is that? How we view ourselves in the world around us affects whether or not we look forward to the day ahead. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So what we believe and what we say, what we express, will determine whether or not we even look forward to getting out of bed in the morning. I heard somebody say one time, said, said, naps? I don't take naps. That means you'd have to get up twice. Every day. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my goodness. So it affects how even if we look forward to, to the day ahead or have trouble just getting out of bed. How we think, how we process things, the glasses through which we filter life as it blasts us with information and events have a powerful influence and effect on our moods and our mental health. The God of peace wants us to have the peace of God. His peace. He wants us to. He wants us to. He begins by giving us security and knowing that Jesus the Son has forgiven all our sin. That's critical. Forgiven all our sin. His blood has washed away. And established that our sin is as far as the east is from the west. And as Doug Hubs would say, you can't reach that. So we start there. He's forgiven all our sins, our, even our mistakes, our shortcomings, our deficits. He looks past that, knowing that they're there, but giving us something so much better in the place of those shortcomings or deficits or mistakes, the sin. When we believe He seals our eternal salvation, I love that. The Holy Spirit is the seal, it's the stamp, it's the, it's the, it's the marker. It says, it says, this person belongs to the Almighty God. That's good. And so we're forgiven, and then we know. We're sealed. He seals our eternal salvation and makes us His child. So not only does He seal the salvation, but He draws us into the family and makes us a part of the family tree. That's good. That's good. And He promises He will take us to His place to be with Him forever in eternity. Now, that's the short version. But it's good. <laughs> Say, what's that song? Is it, who was it? Not Big Daddy, were you? Maybe. Say. It's about. Big, big house with lots and lots of rooms. It's big, big house. Who? 
audio adrenaline. Woo! Where we can play football. It's a big, big house. Big, big house. Yeah, man. So that where he is, we may be also. Where he is, we may be also. And if whatever your imagination can dream up. <laughs> I just want a little cabin. Forget it. Get a big one. It'll be great just being with him. I think you could have a cot in the corner and you'd be fine. Because he's there. He's there. Hmm. We have something and someone to cause us to be happy, to enjoy life, to wear a smile and rejoice always. Again I say... Yeah. Then he showers us with his peace. He removes the fear of frustration that can consume and cripple us and give us ulcers. <laughs> we are secure. We are rejoicing. We are at peace. <laughs> All this because of Jesus' complete work on the cross. Complete work on the cross. It is finished. It wasn't a half big cake. Done. Yeah. Woo. And it is more than adequate. Above and beyond that which we can ask or think. Right? Those are the descriptors. I mean, wow. That's good. All this because Jesus' complete work on the cross. It is a great gift. And it is for all of us who will believe and walk in it day by day. Believe it, walk in it day by day. If you really believe it, if I really believe it, then I will walk in it. It is the natural outcome, the natural product of believing. That's why it's so important to believe. Do you believe? Yes, yes Lord. I believe... Uh, Help? My unbelief, you know, I might have a little bit in there. I could have a little bit in there. But I really believe, and I really want to believe. And, and you know, Jesus did not upbraid him. He did not berate him. He did not make fun of him. He, <laughs> he met his need. He meets our need. That's awesome. All right. We're going to just quickly run. Well, I don't know if I ever do anything quickly, but Philippians four four through nine. Y'all, a lot of y'all know this by heart, but you know what? It's your reminder this morning of what our prescription is. New American Standard: Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. He's near. That doesn't mean He's coming again this afternoon. It means that He's right there. He's right here. Yes. He in us and we in Him. You can't get any closer than that. 
Wow. Always again. Always. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. Without the peace of God, from the God of peace, people strive for acceptance, for power, for prestige, for influence. Oh my goodness. Strive for influence. Oh my, man, I want to run the other way so far. You know, it's just like, ah. There is an aggressive posture about us, but Father wants the gentle spirit of one who is secure and that peace to show in our behaviors and actions toward all men. The things we think about and what we believe about Jesus' work on the cross influence all of our dealings, moods, and even our motivations. Even the things that drive us, the things that push us. Some of us don't have a lot of drive. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But that's what others see. Do they see a gentle spirit? That depends on what we truly believe about Jesus. What are we thinking? That depends on whether or not we take every thought captive to the Lordship of Christ. Peter encourages us in 1 Peter 1, 13-16. Therefore... Prepare your minds, prepare your minds, prepare your minds with the knowledge, with the thought processes, right? With what we think, the way we think, what we think about. You know, you can get, I don't have my phone with me, but you can get on your little phone and you can let it control what you're thinking. Yes. You can be with certain people and let them control what you're thinking. But every one of us has a choice. In fact, we have choices all the time about what we're thinking about. And it kind of reminds, this is just a little bit of a sideline. It reminds me of when people say, we all, maybe we all have said it, I don't know. said, that's just the way I am. There's some things we can't change. I understand that about our physical bodies or about some of the things about if we have certain physiological issues or, you know, whatever like that. But this choice, this choice here of what feeds our soul, what we pump into our brains, that's a choice that we make, that we have. So we... Do we feed ourselves with the things that that say this about rejoicing and about the peace of God and about who Jesus is and about who we are in Him? Is that what we concentrate on? Is that what we posture ourselves to, to hear and receive? Or do we read junk? Or do we watch junk on television? Or do we watch, do we read junk on our Facebook pages? Do we read, you know, or, I mean, it is a choice and it will influence your mind. Because what that's doing is preparing your minds for death. It prepares our minds for trash. Our brains look like the dump. Instead of an orderly or beautiful landscape or something. I mean, that's the way I think. 
That's the way our minds should be. So we, we feed ourselves. And, and so it's important to prepare our minds for action. Don't let somebody else prepare your mind. Are you with me? Are you, you choose what you put in there. And if a thought comes in from the enemy, you choose what to do with that thought. Reject! You know, eject. Gone. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Every time you have a revelation of Jesus, even this morning, maybe when you were singing some of the songs, just you just sensed, you just sensed something you couldn't put into words about Jesus and how amazing He is. You know? It just happens. I mean, you can just be riding down the road in your car or something like that, and you'd be overwhelmed with some revelation of Jesus. His presence, His love for you. A revelation of who you are in Him. And it's just like, ah, ah. It's great. It is great. And so grace is brought to you in that moment. Grace is brought to me in that moment. As a, another revelation of Jesus. And it may not be a new one. It may be an old one that's just kind of revisited. It's just kind of mm, a fresh look. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy because I'm holy and I'm in you and you're in me. And you're born again into my family. I'm your dad. So this is who you are. So be holy for I'm holy because I'm holy. Back to Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing. Well, can't it just be anxious for a few little things? You know, some things, you know, really cause me a lot of anxiety. So, but be anxious for nothing because that distracts us from the action. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, that means asking. It's actually deeper than asking. Supplication is, is very serious, focused asking. It's, it's, it's not flippant. It's not casual. It, it, it's deep and involved. Supplication is. It uh, just has a, a, a deeper connotation, a more serious um, connotation than just asking. But I mean, asking is good, right? And we've talked about asking already. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, clothe it with thanksgiving, be thankful. God, I'm grateful. By the way, do you think we could, do you think I could have, do you think you would be able to, you know? But man, you, you, you push the throne of grace. Grateful. Grateful. Thankful. Right? And, and that, that'll, that'll take away anxiety just right there. Let your request be known to God. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Don't be afraid to ask God. Don't be, you know, fearful of, of who He is. He, he, Perfect love casts out fear. And if there's any perfect love in the world, it's the love that comes from Him, right? I mean, it doesn't get much more perfect than that. 
And what will happen if we'll do this? The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, it surpasses all comprehension, no matter how much you think or know about it, it will surpass all of that. You know? We'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, we can depend on this to help prepare our minds for action. Gird your minds for action. Prepare. This peace of God, which oppresses all comprehension, will guard your hearts. What you sense deep down inside. Where your deepest beliefs occur. And convictions, they happen in your heart. Through your mind, into your heart. Mind filters in your heart. Man, your heart. It's where it sits. It's where your belief sits. It's where it resides. Where it takes root. And so your mind filters it coming in and coming out. But man, this is where he lives. This is where he lives. So out of your heart that is committed to the Lord, with thanksgiving you make requests you with supplications and prayers, with thanksgiving. And then he meets those needs and it, and it prepares our minds for action, for living life day by 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 day. It will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We, so we rejoice because we are in the Lord Jesus. We are free to let our gentle and secure spirit show. There's, that's important. You know? That's important because if you're not secure in the Lord... You won't be gentle because you're afraid you won't be humble. We won't be humble. We won't be serving because we're afraid somebody's going to take advantage of us. But no one can take advantage of us. I mean, on the outside maybe, temporally, maybe, but not eternally. Not eternally. No one can steal our joy. No one can steal our faith. No one can steal. They can't. You can't. It's in here. And even if you cut this out, you have a soul that is forever, and it is all there. Your identity, your belief systems, your personality. I know this is a lot of information, isn't it? This, you're supposed to stick to one central theme. I'm trying, I'm trying. But it's all connected, it's all connected. There is no need for anxiety. We are grateful and can ask for anything. He makes this provision because he knows we have needs. And he wants to meet those needs. And he wants to be the only one that meets those needs. Those deep needs. And maybe your spouse meets some of your needs. But you know what? Ultimately, he or she is from God. Right? And so we thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is one thing I would like you to change about it. No, I'm kidding. I'll make that too. Oh, God, that woman you gave me. Oh, I gotta get a drink of water. That's too much. So, yeah, drown that thing. No fun. He wants us to ask Him. So when you sense a genuine need, ask Him to meet it. You can expect a response. Usually one of three. Yes? Yes? No? Oh, wait. 
Amen, Jody. Yes, no, or wait. Whatever, but he will answer, right? We may not like the answer always, but we have to trust that he has our best at heart. Oh, man, that's good. Whatever the request, whatever the answer, we are grateful because we believe in, trust in, and rely on Jesus and the grace of God, our Father. Amen? And when we don't know what to ask for, what to ask for or how to pray, then we have help. And I love this in Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts, the hearts, now, he who searches, that capital H, God, who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he is He intercedes for the saints according, and this is good, to the will of God. Sometimes when we pray, we might be petitioning according to our will. But we can depend on the Spirit to petition the Lord for the things that God wants in us. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Prayer doesn't change God. Prayer changes us. Alright? Doesn't change His mind. Changes our minds. Just saying. That's a little aside. No charge for that. So we rejoice and pray and make requests from a place of peace. A peace that passes all understanding. That's mental health. Back to Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. That's a good word, isn't it? (laughs) That's a really good word. Finally, brethren, whatever is true. Y'all, I can't stress this enough. I can't stress this enough. Whatever is true. And I just think of all the things that we read and see and hear that are not true. And sometimes we actually entertain those things. Sometimes we actually get caught up in the emotion. We get caught up in the rhetoric, we get caught up in all of it. And that's when we make the choices. We make choices. Turn that thing off. There's only one movie that I've actually walked out of. Is it, is it alright if I just tell a little short story? <laughs> I walked out of. And, and it was it, it was just, it, most of the time, you know, I'll, I can grit through it and I, I, can, I can let it, you know, Far off, but I think that's a deception as well that we think we can do that. But this one, I was sitting there, this is quite a few years ago, and we're watching it. I'm saying, you know, I don't believe in that. And then another scene would come on and said, I don't believe in that. And then another scene came on and I said, you know, I have people in my office hurting, desperate, discouraged. Because of what's being propagated on that screen right there. So I can't, I can't stay here any longer. I can't. 
Finally, brethren, what is ever is true. If it's not true, don't think about it anymore. Just forget it. You don't have to know about that. You see, that's a lie from Satan. Yeah, but you need to know about that. Well, no, you don't. Thank you very much. We don't. Whatever is honorable. Wow. Man. I mean, I, not all my thoughts are honorable. But I can take that thought captive to the Lordship of Christ because He is my Lord. He is your Lord. And you can, if you want to, some people say, put it under the blood. I don't, I don't care how you say it. Right? Just need to do it. Whatever is right. Whatever is right. How many times have you said to yourself, I know I shouldn't be thinking this way. <laughs> right? That's exactly right. So stop. Whatever is pure. Man. Whatever is pure. Not tainted with the world. Not tainted with untruth. Not tainted with the lie. But pure. It has integrity. Right? Whatever is lovely. Oh my goodness. That is lovely. Whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute or good reputation, it has good things surrounding it. People look at it and say, that's good. Whatever is good, of good repute. If there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwell on on these things. Yeah, but I really like that movie. Yeah, but I really like that commentator. Is it pure? Is it honorable? Right? Judge it. And then don't let that stuff in there. Don't dwell on it. And then your practices, our practices, my practices will change. They will change because of what I believe in my heart. Are you with me? It's important. It's important. Dwell on these things. The things you, you know, sometimes some jokes are very, very funny. Very, very clever. I, I love a good turn in a joke. You know, it's just like, wow, that's brilliant. Set it up, you set it up, you know, and then you ease the bread and then, bam! You know, it's just funny. But if it's not, if it doesn't fit into these categories right here, it's not funny. I want to tell it again. I want to tell it. It's like, because it's so funny. It's so clever. It's like, no. (laughs) Dwell on these things. These things you have learned. You have learned. And received. I love that. You both learned and received. And heard and seen in me. That's powerful. I mean, to Paul be able to say that, you know, wow. To To the Philippians, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. That means that we learn. That means that we receive. That means that we hear and we see 
And those things influence. All these things. He was confident enough to say, practice these things. Practice these things. Y'all, not all, it's not just doctors and lawyers that practice their profession. That's kind of scary, isn't it? <laughs> but it is, because we're all learning, we're all growing. We as believers practice our faith. Are you with me? Does that make sense? We have everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. It's one of my favorites. But we practice these things. We actually do these. We don't just read about it and think about it, make mental assent, but we actually incorporate those into our behaviors. Right? These things you have learned and received and heard and seen and practice these things. And watch what will happen. And the God of peace will be with you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We are secure. Amen. We are grateful. Amen. We are rejoicing. Amen. We are at peace. We're practicing. All this because of Jesus' complete work on the cross. It is a gift, a great grace. And it is for all of us who will believe and walk in it. Day by day and moment by moment. And here's your homework. Read Philippians 4, 4 through 9 every morning this week. Read Philippians 4, 4 through 9 every morning this week. Be blessed. Be blessed. Don't forget there will be people who believe right over there under that scripture or next to that scripture who will pray with you this morning if you would like that. Please take advantage of that. If you'd like to stick around and fellowship some, that's on this side. They'll reopen the, the donut doors. And you can, Father, we are so grateful that you love us that much and that you give us the kingdom. This is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It's your good pleasure to give us the Holy Spirit to those who ask. It's your good pleasure to meet our needs, our real needs, through your Son. And we thank you. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, help us practice these things. Help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to practice these things that the world might know. (laughs) And don't forget to love one another. God bless you.